There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. Fences. And get this man a shield. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. for joining us for a very special episode of Friends Talking Nerdy. This is Tim Jasma. This is Sterling Wilson. And we... Uh, wow. I know, I know. Wow. I'm getting more comfortable saying my name. Gosh. So imagine all the stalkers you are. Ex-girlfriends having. beware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had enough of those on this show. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, we are going to have a little talk about this tiny little independent movie that came out uh, just about a week or so ago. A little thing called Avengers Infinity War. Oh, wow. Tell me more about it, Tim. Yeah, you know, um, it's just a little romantic comedy. No, um, (laughs) what will go down as probably one of the most financially successful uh, superhero movies ever made um, as of uh, the recording. Uh, It's been announced that they've already reached the $1 billion mark after being out for 11 days, so people kind of like this movie. Um, So we're going to 
sit back, talk about it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll start off by doing a non-spoiler-ish review. Um, I know there are some people uh, in the audience that have not heard it yet that still want to hear what we have to say. We'll start off with Sterling. Uh, just as a heads up, we will eventually get to, like, a spoiler setting, and we'll give a clear and present yeah, you, danger of an announcement. Yeah, you will know we are not going to talk about anything spoiler-ish without warning. And if we get to that point where we give the warning and then talk about spoilers and then you get upset, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> With an infinity gauntlet size. Right up your head, you know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I'll, I'll start off by talking about my experience when I saw the movie. Uh, I actually wasn't even 100% certain I was going to see it opening night. Mm -hmm. uh, I had some prior engagements. I was hanging out. Uh, had uh, a volleyball game to play. And then a few of my friends were like, hey, let's go see it. And it, it ended up just turning into me and my girlfriend. Everybody dropped out. but uh, With friends like these. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey. Uh, an hour before the movie started, I was able to not only get a seat... But I was able to get uh, a, a ticket at a reasonable cost, walked right in, used my movie pass for the first time. Nice. That was really great. So $6 a month is pretty insane. But uh, to be honest, it, it was still in the front, front row. Like, not even in the middle. It was, like, the far right in the front, front row. Oh, man. It was it was worth it. It, it was okay. It felt like I was sitting just really close to a TV. Got to see everything, didn't miss anything. Um, really, really liked it. It was the 11.45 showing. Ooh. Yeah, didn't realize how long this movie was going to be, so beware, it is a long movie. Um, I fucking loved it. Fucking loved it. Because you can not have seen any of the other movies, and you have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Yep. Uh, but there is just so much going on, and it is awesome. Um, more more adjectives. If I could throw more adjectives, I could. Yeah. Um, I saw it again just to kind of get a little bit more of a picture to grasp everything, uh, kind of line up everything in my head again. But I, I probably will see it maybe one or two more times uh, before it leaves theaters, and I don't see it leaving theaters anytime soon. Oh, I mean, Black Panther is still in yeah, theaters. Yeah, 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 and exactly. That's that's set to hit. Um, iTunes at least uh, this coming Tuesday. Oh wow! Yeah, so Damn. yeah, it's it's it, yeah. I don't expect that leaving theaters anytime soon. I would say. I mean, when I saw it opening night as well, um, had my two sons uh, with me: the grumpy seventeen-year-old and the twelve-year-old who's still a kid. <laughs> um, and it, the movie blew me away. What I loved about that first audience I saw it with that was the first time I had I was in an audience where they cheered multiple times, mm. and then at one point they gasped at a certain reveal. Oh, my and, God. And we're, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, but but it was still great. And then I did see it um, uh, just this past Wednesday as well. The only drawback on seeing it that, th this past Wednesday was I thought I saw this loathsome cunt that I used to go out <laughs> with uh, in the audience. So, yeah. You dropped the C word, bro. That that's some uh, that's some heavy uh, verbiage. I d yeah, I don't like throwing that term around a lot, but I think folks that know this person would probably. I, agree. I think I also agree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was the other thing too. I've heard some really negative experiences in the theater. I had a friend who was sitting next to this like group of people, 
and the whole time just either heckling or I I don't like I never liked this uh, type of nerdy fan that demeans or like looks down upon other fans you know what I mean like yeah. they're, they're one of the stupidest things I ever heard they're sitting in the the movie waiting for the previews and there's a preview for um, the new Fantastic Beasts and where to find them the Harry Potter uh, spinoff yep. and the guy's just yelling wrong theater and I'm just like bro shut the fuck up no no <laughs> Right theater. This is the perfect theater. Yeah, I mean, you're going to show that. Uh, come on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way better than the Teen Titans movies. Yeah. What, Teen Titans go to the movies uh, movie trailer? Did you see that? No. I, I mean, it's... No. I, I will never go. <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I, those movies, you know, we touched on it in, in previous episodes when we talked about, like, the Avengers cartoon. Yeah. They're not making that show for me. Oh, no. They're making it for young kids. And if that is, uh, like, like take when I was a kid, The Amazing Sp- uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Totally. Garbage show, but for a kid, Love that's it. intro into the Marvel Universe. Hell so, yeah. same thing with the Teen Titans Go. If it gets some kid interested in Robin, and then he goes and buys his first DC comic and starts loving him some Batman, yeah. it's done. And you're like, yo, who the hell is this? Damian Wayne. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I don't. I don't want to get on like which better Robin. <laughs> we'll have a whole episode on which is the best Robin. Yeah. But um, I just loved in the previews for the Teen Titans Go to the Movies trailer. They're like, oh, we need a really good villain, and it's Slade. And they're like, what? Deadpool? I didn't know Deadpool was in this movie. And he's like, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I'm Deathstroke. I've been out like 20 years before this guy. <laughs> and uh, it's played by, uh, he played Lego Batman. Uh, he was in... Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I don't Arrested own- Development. I, I don't know his yeah, name. I'm spacing I, on the name. I'm I, so bad. I mean, I know of him. I've not seen a Lego Batman movie. I've not yeah. seen Arrested Development, but... Uh, yeah. You haven't seen the Lego Batman movie? Nope. It was probably one of the best Batman Movies, but Will Ferrell produced it. Did he? Yeah. Ah, and his his best buddy directed it. And as you all know, a longtime listeners of the show know that I'm absolutely love Will Ferrell and everything he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so now we're gonna um, go a little uh, in depth here. So at this point in time, if you have not watched Avengers: Infinity War and you do not want to be spoiled. Turn this podcast off right now. Our new episode will come out uh, Wednesday night Pacific time. Um, if you're on the Eastern Seaboard, it'll be on Thursday morning. But stop the podcast now. Go watch the movie. We'll give you like five seconds from here. So, hardcore spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Stop listening if you have not seen the Avengers Infinity War movie. I think we got that out of the way. All right. Now, Dumbledore's dead. No. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about that. Let's get the fucking elephant out of the room. Everybody fucking died. Except for, like, the original Avengers cast. Yep, which um, I, I think we need to talk about that because it's. I, I think there's going to be a cutoff. There are some people like uh, Loki. Helmdale, um, what's his name, who, Idris Elba's character. Um, yeah, Heimdall. Heimdall, yeah, I forgot that. I Heimdall. Heimdall, yeah. Um, and also Gamora. Those were three deaths that occurred before Thanos snapped his fingers. Holy shit. Now, Loki, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I no, I, no, 
he's not dead. I, I will say this. With these comics, Kevin Feige and Marvel Studios have made it clear that these characters will go on. Oh, absolutely. So I think at some point in the future, we will probably see Loki back. Does that mean we'll see... Loki! Well, does that mean we'll see Tom Hiddleston in that role? That's a different story. I would love a Kid Loki. Are you familiar with, like, the the Young Avengers Kid Loki? Uh, no. Oh, so good. If you haven't read Young Avengers, uh, Young Avengers blew my mind when it was, like, released in the, the mid-2000s. And then they revitalized it uh, after the Marvel reboot and all that stuff. So good. Some of the best character development I've ever seen. You get characters like Wiccan, who is... uh, Wiccan. (laughs) uh, He's um, Scarlet Witch's son. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, So he has this, like, weird manipulating thing. And he's in a gay relationship with a changeling who's called Hulkling... So he, like, pretends to be, like, Hulk's son, but he's actually a, a scroll. Right. Pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, one more on the list. Vision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's shit. He's dead as well. I mean, I think with Vision... But I, is he dead? That's the thing. I, th- I think what will probably happen with him is that you'll find out uh, Shuri downloaded his, his entire intelligence to a computer on Wakanda, mm-hmm. and similar to what they ended up doing with Data on Star Trek, because um, uh, Data, at the, at the very last Star Trek movie, sacrificed himself for the Enterprise crew, but an older version of him called B-4 survived. Um, the prequel comics to the Star Trek movie from 2008-2009 yeah. um, showed that actually what they did is took Data's memory core and then put it back into B-4. So data survived. And they killed B4. Uh, essentially. Get it? B4? Before what? Before ah! he died. Oh! Yeah, we're bringing the humor today. <laughs> um, so I think with uh, Vision, he'll be back. Um, Gamora's going to be the tough one, however. Um, in the in the movie, uh, Thanos, in order to get the Soul Stone, is told that he has to sacrifice something. Who told him this? Yeah. That, that fucking blew my mind. And that's what caused the gasp in the movie theater, because initially, you see a figure in cloaks that to readers of the original Infinity Gauntlet made you think Danos is going to talk to death, but no. Lady death. Lady, yeah. Uh, it, no, the person they met up with was Red Skull. Red Ooh. Skull made his uh, appearance back in the Marvel uh, Universe. It was not played by um, Hugo Weaving. No, it was not. It was, I believe, it, uh, an actor from Arrested Development who did an impersonation of Hugo Weaving. So he has actually played the Red Skull in a lot of voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, not the original uh, Avengers Assemble, but the show that ended up following it, the the travesty that was not Avengers Assembled. <laughs> um, I, I can't hate it. It, it like, it, you know, it's a kid show. It's a kid show. Yeah. So um, he did an excellent job. I was scratching my head for a long time trying to discern whether or not it was Hugo Weaving. And he sounded great. Yep. Uh, he had uh, the, the gravitas that the Red Skull has, and uh, you can see a little bit of that, like, defeated bit inside him. And it's like, hey, man, I used to, like, hold this thing one time. And this guy's like, bro, three already. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. 
Infinity Stone Envy. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. It was great that they brought him back. I was a little disappointed that essentially the Red Skull was for all intents and purposes, a good character. Um, you know, because usually when the Red Skull comes back from supposed death, he still wants to take over the world. Now, well, I wouldn't say he's good or bad. It would seem like he became the guardian of the stone. Yeah. And then now that the stone is gone, who the fuck knows what he's going to do? Maybe he'll be back for another Captain America film. But I would uh, love to see Red Skull in space. That would be funny. <laughs> That'd be a, a musical there, yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? We got, what, another Guardians movie coming out? Guardians um, 3, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming there's going to be a way to get him off that rock, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll make something... Something will occur, because yeah. that's the beauty of these types of stories. <laughs> but nobody really ends up being dead. You can yeah. bring somebody back. I mean, they brought back uh, Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah, you know, of all people, that was probably the last character that had a death that really meant something. But then they brought him back, so and they killed him again. (laughs) Uh, That was the clone saga, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everybody got cloned, and then the guy keeping the clones alive died. (laughs) He had had this like formula. Yeah, spoiler alerts. We already called that (laughs) shit, but he had this like serum keeping people alive, and like he died. And the worst part was J. Jonah Jameson's wife mm-hmm. because like he like watched her die and again was like holding her and she died had to watch her die again. Oh, oh man so bad now going back to the soul stone with gamora yes i read an article uh with the russo brothers that uh, happened after the movie came out where they confirmed that gamora is in the soul stone oh that would make sense yeah you would probably need a soul for the soul stone Yep, so, you know, one way or another, I don't, because, I mean, uh, James Gunn has already been on record stating that uh, with Guardians 3, Gamora will have a major role in the film. Now, granted, they could do what Sylvester Stallone did with uh, Rocky Balboa, because mm-hmm. um, Adrian was dead, Rocky's wife, but Adrian was very much a focal center point of the story. So they could yeah. conceivably do that, but... Zoe Saldana is just way too talented to just let go away unless she, you know, similar to Idris Elba, for whatever reason, does not want to continue on with these movies anymore. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what else on the movie? Um, well, there there was so much going on. Uh, I love the beginning because it wasn't just like a, like, fast forward or whatever. It was like play right where we picked up uh, from uh, Thor at the end of Thor. And then um, on Earth you had a little bit of a timeline gap between um, uh, Black Panther. So, I mean, that was definitely a jump. But I love the beginning when they introduced uh, Tony Stark's um, The nanobite suit? The nanobite suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that they pointed out that he didn't need the the chest plate anymore. Uh, They were like, bro, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, how this is all the nanobite? It's like, no, 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 that's for show. (laughs) You don't need that anymore. And it's like an ego thing. Yeah. And I noticed throughout the film, there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of talk of ego, and there's a lot of subtle hints to ego. Um, So you have, in the first scene... uh, Loki dies. He gets choked to death. I, I just want to say, like... Choke like a bitch. No, no, no. <laughs> I just want him to, like, while he's, like, getting choked, just, like, harder senpai. You know? I'm just like... 
Oh god. <laughs> but and then um and then you know he's like throwing a, a nice little callback to even getting his ass kicked. He's like, "Yo, we've got a Hulk." And then bam, Hulk fucking smashing shit and you're like, "Oh, okay, okay." And then Thanos is not even what he's got one infinity stone at that point? Uh he yeah. had the one looking for the other. Yeah, just one and um after he did he, spoilers, he defeated he defeated the Hulk and got his hand on the Tesseract. I Dude. forgot which one was in there, but I did love how uh the w- the Black uh, Order, the two guys that were on the um Asgardian ship there, you know, the mm-hmm. where where they turned, you know, oh let Thanos have his fun. You know, when yeah, yeah, initially yeah. Hulk was uh, getting getting his shots in, but then Thanos out of nowhere just kicked his ass to the point to where the Hulk didn't you did not see the Hulk for the rest rest of the the film yeah he's just like sitting there and he's like oh Hulk buddy we need your help and he's like no I got my butt kicked so that'll be interesting to see what they uh, do with that Um, the one thing I was disappointed is Thanos made a big deal in the movie about um, his main goal is to bring order to the universe. He essentially had to kill off half the universe. So he would go from planet to planet. Um, he also went to the Asgardian ship, of course, and killed half the people. However, on the, as far as we know from what we see, we didn't see any other Asgardians live. They were pretty live. much all dead. Yeah, so what happened to Valkyrie? What happened to Meek? What happened to oh, some of the other dude. people? That uh, were the what, what's his name? The Executioner. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Didn't even think of that. Yeah. And what about, I mean, it would be a big time loss if all of Asgard was destroyed and we did not see the Enchantress. Mm. Um, Who were some of the other ones? Um, Who was the other? Lady Sif. We didn't see her. Wow. Or or the Warriors 3. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Damn, so didn't so even they think of that. they have to be somewhere. I, you know, I I think didn't they like escape pot out or something? Like did they, they didn't did they mention, mention that? No, no, they didn't, didn't mention it. You Damn. just see you just saw a sea of dead bodies, and you saw Thor. Wow, Thor was the last because they blew up that ship. So yeah. where did yeah, uh, yeah. some people go? But with Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, they're not getting ready for anything. No way, soon. she was awesome. Yeah. Um. So I mean, fast forward a little bit to Earth. You have Peter Parker kind of spider-sensing out, and then you have Ooh. doctors... Speaking of that, the spider-sense, that was the first time that you actually saw the spider-sense in action well, out of I was, any of, his previ- any of the yeah. previous movies. We've never seen that. It looked like there was such a high level of danger that it was like, bro! Yeah. We so could, I, wonder, I wonder if that's gonna... I mean, if he comes back, because uh, Peter Parker fucking died... Yeah. Oh my God, I was fucking so sad. Um, but you have this like world fucking ending cataclysmic event happening, and you have Doctor Strange show up. You have um, uh, Iron Man, and then you have uh, Spider Man, and and you're just. It was a really good tag battle, I would say. What was the, the, I forget their names, the Acolytes or whatever? Yeah. The Acolytes of uh, Thanos, the the, the Squidward-looking dude, and then, like, the Hulkbuster guy who kicked the shit out of, like, everybody. Yeah, we are going to... Yeah, it is, like, fucking... The wonderful, always honest resource called Wikipedia. I, I don't remember their names. Yeah, it's the Black Order. Yeah, okay. Well, we can just call them the Black yeah. Order. Yeah. Up, up, up. 
Ebony Maw, Cull Obsidian, Proxima Midnight, and Corvus Glaive? Gotcha. I don't know um, I'm just going to call them Squidward, Hulk Jr., Weird Girl, and then Poison Girl. <laughs> Weird Girl. Uh, so, I mean, they had a really good fight, and, like, you're trying to discern their abilities and stuff like that from the fight. I was like, oh, is he Magneto? No. Is he Telekin? Oh, okay. And, um, I mean, you got a little bit of a smash and grab, kind of see Peter trying to catch whatever Squidward had, and um, you see the, the the spider suit, the metal spider suit. That was really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love it. Why does it smell like a new car in here? <laughs> oh, man. That was so good. Um, little things, though, too. I, I loved the fact um, that, you know, with uh, Helm, Helmdahl uh, sending uh, Banner back to Earth, he yeah. crashed into uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum mm-hmm. of Doctor Strange, and folks that have read the original Infinity Gauntlet story will see how close uh, they really had it. Because in the comics, it was the Silver Surfer who crashed into Doctor Strange's house, but with the same reaction, Thanos is coming, Thanos is coming. Yeah. Um, it was great seeing little details like that. I never expected that they would take uh, the comic and note for note turn it into a movie because with movie rights and just because you just can't do that but it was nice seeing the little uh, beats uh, the little nods to the original uh, comics Hmm. Um, I will also say Mark Ruffalo did a really good job especially when you're playing a like toned down Hulk like what what do you got to do you have to bring it a little bit I, I would say the only complaint I would have not, would not have to do with his performance, but with the special effects when he was in the Hulkbuster suit. Oh yeah, that was the only thing that threw me off because his head popping up uh, out of the Hulkbuster suit just—it looks so cheesy. It looks yeah. so 1995 special effects. It was just <laughs> not. He reminded me of like Warhammer 40k's like Marines or uh, Starcraft. You know, like the Marines, and it just—it looked cheesy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, I saw a lot of promo where you see the Hulk. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, a lot of the... The, the trailers? Trailers, yeah. everything. You see the Hulk fighting in Wakanda, all this stuff. So I wonder if they had any different kind of uh, stories or laid out differently. Well, initially, uh, as, as longtime fans know, Infinity War was supposed to be a two-part story. Totally. And um, they, the Marvel ultimately changed it by having Infinity War only be this film that just came out. Now, next year with Avengers 4, um, it will wrap up the story, but it's also going to have other elements yeah. um, that that uh, will, will be involved. So it's not a true part two, I guess you can say. Um, but it's... Um, Which is good, man. Like, you don't you don't have the fucking, like, Harry Potter, Deathly Hollows part one and two, and, like, uh, the Hobbit parts one through three, and... Oh, don't get me started yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not need a trilogy. But it was good. It was good. Like, you know, you don't have a part one or a part two. You're like, oh, man, I haven't seen the first one. I can't see this one. So that, <laughs> you, you avoid that. You avoid that. You make it accessible to everybody, which is great. Yep. Um, now, what other scenes would you say stuck out of some of your favorites? Um, you know what's funny? A lot of people paid a lot of attention to, like, the Battle of Wakanda. That was cool, and it was great, because you get to see it showcasing a lot of fights. Um, one of the things I would say that actually stood out to me was the love interest between Vision and Scarlet Witch. When they actually, like, kind of played it up a little bit, you see Vision trying to look human, you see Scarlet Witch trying to say, like, well, let's run away together and be... And, 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 and take note, she did not do the accent in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually like that. 
which is uh, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a lot of promos I saw uh, before going into it where you see these, like, flashes across the screen, and it didn't look like it was, like, a shield or a, a laser or anything. It looked like something was moving really quickly, and I got my hopes up thinking that there was going to be a Quicksilver return, which I was really disappointed, but... Well, uh, you got to... And, and we'll segue into that yeah, with the yeah, fourth yeah. one here, but um, they did, um, with two massive movies... They've filming parts of Avengers Four already. Yeah. So I, I think that is some of the material we saw, like in the first trailer that came out, you saw the big uh, group of heroes running towards the camera, the totally. Hulk in full Hulk, Hulk outfit. That was not in the movie. Yeah. But we could see that in 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 uh, the sequel here. But speaking of the sequel. It, at the end of uh, Infinity War, my whole thought on where they could go with um, uh, a part of Fenders 4, mm-hmm. I initially, and I've said it on the podcast before, I thought they were going to go the Secret Invasion route because uh, with Captain Marvel coming out next year and they're introducing the Skrulls finally into the MCU, that would be, uh, at the time... Didn't they I thought, already introduced the Skrulls, the Chitari? Nope. Uh, they're going to keep them as a separate entity. Oh, yeah, so Ooh. they, um, it was before the Disney and Fox merger, um, which should be in effect sometime next year. Gotcha. Um, but they got uh, permission to uh, use the scrolls. Now, are they going to keep them looking the same and call them the scrolls, or are they going to like have them look different and call them scrolls? I don't know what the appearance is going to be, but gotcha. it's going to be the scrolls essentially from the comic book. So it, gotcha. it will be the shape changers, which, you know, for somewhere down the road, right. a secret invasion type of storyline would be kick ass seeing, cool. seeing on the big screen, but it is not setting it up for right now. Um, call back to like some of the, the, the scenes that caught my eye. Peter Dinklage, <laughs> Dinklebot. Oh man. Uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, um, Dinklebot, if you guys aren't familiar, Peter Dinklage voiced a character in the game, the original Destiny, Destiny 1. And he ended up getting replaced by Nolan North, a prevalent voice actor. He just wasn't available. You know, he uh, right. he had Game of Thrones going on. I'm assuming he had other things in the work. He did X-Men uh, during that time, and um, he just wasn't available for voice recording. Yep. Uh, so it was really cool to see Peter Dinklage in the Avengers movie playing a dwarf. Uh, who a was giant dwarf. A yeah. giant dwarf, yeah, that's so weird. Um, and not only that, like he, um, I guess, was the one who forged the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, who, or who, I guess, cast it and made it and yep. uh, got it to Thanos. Um, and then Thanos killed everybody on that planet and then cut off Dinklage's hands. Or did so he, he kill him or, like, melt his hands with, like, uh, steel or something? Like that? I... I thought he cut them off, or maybe he, you know, put his hands in molten steel or something like that, and he couldn't do anything with it afterwards. But it was funny, but I think the joke is seeing Peter Dinklage as a giant. I think they just were going for a visual gag, which, you know, it gives him work, and that's great and all. but. Um, But he had a lot of really good moments with Thor. And I thought Thor was showcased a lot better in this film than any other film that he's kind of teamed up with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he's um, keeping the forge alive and, like, essentially taking on the power of a star. And it's like, hey, bro, how you doing? <laughs> I'm a little crispy. I'm okay. You know, like, yeah. hey. And then, and then, I don't know if you noticed this, they actually forged Stormbreaker. Uh, if you aren't familiar with it, it's actually the hammer that they forged for Beta Ray Bill 
because Beta Ray Bill was one of the original people who could pick up Thor's hammer. And for folks that are observant in Thor Ragnarok on um, Sakaar, one of the statues they have of the big building, I believe, where Jeff Goldblum's character lived, was Beta Ray Bill. Hell yeah. He's the guy who has the weird teeth and the pulled back face. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll see Beta Ray Bill at some point, I, I think, especially since, yeah, especially since Marvel's going the cosmic route, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the uh, Phase 4 and beyond, and, you know, who knows what else they can do if they get, um, you know, once they get their hands on the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, stuff like that. Dude, uh, what was it, the Outlaws? The one, Cyclops' dad? Uh... He became like a space pirate. I forget the name of them. If you remember it, um, I mean, you could probably Google it, but uh, I want to say it's not the Outlaws. Starjammers. Starjammers. Bam. There we go. Uh, I would love to see some Starjammer action in there. That would be awesome. Well, I've heard, too, one of the films that Marvel may make for the Phase 4 and beyond. Have you heard of The Eternals? Yeah. Absolutely. That's one route they may go. Holy shit, because they're one of, like, the, uh, I would say, oppositions to the mutant race, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. I mean, you have them, the mutants, and then... uh, Ah, fuck. They're, like, almost mutants, but they have, like, what... Black Star, the guy who can't talk. Oh, the Inhumans. Inhumans. There we yeah. go. I'm spacing on that. Yeah, <laughs> Marvel's so wonderful I, TV. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. It, it was really funny because you have all these different types of mutant-like heroes, and they're just like, "Hey, we've got all of these guys who are like <laughs> the next evolution of human." But don't worry, humans are just killing everybody. <laughs> um, but I loved seeing that hammer, and I love seeing Groot used in some way. I felt like Groot was very underutilized. Other than impaling a few people, like it, he, it just seemed like he was there for snark. Yeah, uh, yeah I am Groot. Um, yeah. <laughs> my kids yeah. do that yeah. enough, yeah. Um, but I, I will say, yeah, not every character has had a moment to shine. I mean, they didn't give much time to characters like Black Widow, for instance. Mm. But they did a good job of uh, making the most out of because on, on paper, this film should not work. A movie, yeah, a yeah, movie with so this, many people. Yeah, with a, mo- a movie with this amount of A-list characters, um, yeah, it should not have worked. It should have been a clusterfuck of a mess. But the Russo brothers made it work. And I think the big part of that is they kind of split people off into unique combos. Like, I like that. Yeah, I like, like that. Thor and Rocket that. and Groot together. Totally. On paper, I never w- would have thought that would work. But, you know, <laughs> Thor talking about, uh, you know, the rabbit thing. And he kind of foreshadowed the speed he gave about, you know, losing his family and losing everything, that kind of foreshadowed what Rocket will go through with Avengers 4, because totally. he lost everybody. Every, everybody. everybody, yeah. Um, and I love the, um, with Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, uh, uh, Iron Man team that eventually formed up with the Guardians team, which was really, really cool. <laughs> the only thing they didn't do Nobody said the line, no shit, Sherlock, with Doctor Strange and <laughs> Iron Man in, in this. Uh, th- there's a chance for that next year, and that would have been uh, a cheap joke, but yeah. <laughs> um, what I really, really liked, though, was um, there was a scene where Rocket came to Earth, and he sees uh, um, the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and he sees his arm, he's like, oh, I need that arm. <laughs> I'm going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That made me laugh. Yeah. Um, or the other thing, uh, going back to kind of what I was saying about egos, you see Thor 
kind of in, uh, interacting with um, uh, Star Lord, and Star Lord is like almost. Th- it looks like he absolutely feels threatened by Thor, and he even starts talking <laughs> deeper and cooler. And yeah, oh man, it it made me laugh because like it seemed like Chris Pratt might have improv that, and they left it in. I, I totally think that happened. I, and I love the rocket line to uh, uh, Star-Lord. You know, you're one sandwich away from being fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- that was good. Now, when it comes to Star-Lord, a little later on during the movie, um, on Titan, um, you have Mantis doing her mind powers on Thanos. You have they Iron got Man. the entire team subduing Thanos, essentially trying to get the glove off of him. Yeah, and then um, that's when Thanos happens to mention the fate of Gamora, and Star Lord goes nuts and he's impulsive. What did you think about that? Uh, tying back kind of what I said to the ego, like, bro, the fuck you doing? Oh, hey, I'm angry. I'm going to just, uh, huh, huh. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, dude, we get it. You're angry. But it's the fucking universe. Like, it's the universe. Yep. You got you to gotta set ego aside for stuff like that, man. But it does, excuse me, fall in line with his character, though. Oh, it, absolutely. It, you know, because anybody watching the first two Guardians movies knows that, you know, Star-Lord is not um, the most rational person at times. He's impulsive a lot, and um, especially with somebody who discovered the love of their life in in Gamora. Um, Yeah, I I could easily see um, how that happened. Now, it was obvious, and it was essentially they had to do they had to do that just because they had to finish the movie yeah um but it was as good as it could be i mean they didn't pull it off as well as i think they could have but at the end of the day it got us where we needed to go yeah um the only issue i really had at first was dr strange being so easy to give up the time stone but then i remembered he did go back and look at over 14 million possible outcomes and saw that there was only one way they could win. Yep. And that's why he was so that why he was so willing to hand over the time uh, stone to Thanos. What do you think he saw? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, if anything, maybe he saw Captain Marvel's involvement because uh, with the post credit scene, um, Nick, uh, Nick Fury and uh, Maria Hill are traveling somewhere in New York City. They see a car crash, but then nobody's in the car, and then Maria starts to disappear. Uh, Nick Fury runs back to their vehicle, grabs a beeper, of all things. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he goes, mother... I love that. I yeah. love that. Because it was such a Samuel L. Jackson thing <laughs> to do. Um, and, like, you see helicopters crashing, planes falling out of the sky, cranes hitting shit. It was great. Yeah. And then and then the big reveal at the end on the beeper, sending, 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 received. And then you see Captain Marvel's da-da, logo. Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da-da. The only <laughs> issue I had with that... Didn't have to. Do, I mean, I knew not what, everybody what, knows her insignia. That's the thing, yeah. Because at, at the theater, like afterwards, most of the audience. What the that, fuck is that? Yeah, yeah, somebody had to say that's Captain Marvel, by the way. Yeah. So it would have been nice to have something like if she popped up on the screen and or, or a teaser trailer before the movie or something or something because it's they could have done <laughs> something you know with with some sort of a teaser now. Um, 
Now, the Captain Marvel movie is going to be a bit of a prequel. It's going to be set in the 90s. Agent Coulson will be making his return to Marvel movies. Oh, wow. Uh, Fun fact, they're actually uh, filming part of the film in my uh, alma mater's area. I went to school in Fresno State. And they're actually going to be filming out near uh, one of the lakes in the Fresno area. So if you can catch it or (laughs) if you can get there, try and be an extra. Um, It... It's actually, I'm really excited for this movie. I love the 90s. That was kind of like my heyday. And then, uh, you know, loose-fitting clothes, plaid. Plaid was just a great color. Um, It it looks really exciting. Um, Have they announced the villain for it yet? Um, uh, All I know are the squirrels. Okay, cool. You got me, um, you got me. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows what they will do now next year. Avengers 4. We don't have a title for it yet. Um, again, as I speculated earlier and on, on previous shows, I thought it was Secret Invasion, but I read a report from um, Movie Bob. He has a channel on YouTube. You can find him on uh, Twitter. Very well-respected movie uh, movie reviewer, someone right. I trust. But uh, he um, sh- showed this rumor that's going around that the fourth one could take some elements from this mid-90s Avengers comic called Avengers Forever. Mm. What do you think will happen? I, I honestly don't know, because they left it at a weird spot. The Infinity Gauntlet was destroyed-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like it was there, like the Soul Stones were working, but it just looked crinkled, yeah. or like, broken. I don't know. Uh, and then you have, you know, a lot of these people who are um, dead. Just fucking gone. And um, I I was a big fan of uh, the older comic book series based around the Infinity Gauntlet. And then uh, back in the mid to early 2000s, they really focused on Avengers. They had new Avengers, and there was a really strong focus for, like, cataclysmic events. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have, like, things like the Invaders making their way back. I, I have no idea, man. Like, I... I have too much speculation going on, but I would love to see some sort of, like, worlds collide or secret wars kind of thing. And that's, yeah, that's (laughs) something I I thought as well. Um, You know, because the reason we're bringing this up, they have not announced the title for Avengers 4 yet. Uh, The reason being the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige have said that by when they release the title, it will give fans an idea of where they're going and could be spoilerish. So it's not that big of a deal. Well, it made a lot of sense, too. With, like, a movie that hasn't come out yet, you can't have a title for a movie that isn't even done yeah. for a movie that hasn't even been released. You know, it just would ruin everything. Well, especially with with the people that are going to be scouring the internet, going on Reddit, going on 4chan or wherever for <laughs> as many spoilers as they can. So companies these days that make these type of movies have to be very careful about the information that they do put out. Yeah. Well, and, like, you see leaks from, like, toy developers to silly things like um, I mean like software updates and silly things from all over the world you know you see things that people try to keep close to the chest and then they're leaked 
to like stupid things. Yep, and then it, it gets put on all the news channels without any sort of spoiler warning. I mean, it's, yeah. I, you know, I'm the type of person I don't care about spoilers because even if I know what's hap- going to happen if I'm going into a movie, it's great to see how they get to that. Point. Yeah, well, and then like that's the other thing too. Like you you see it with people like us who are a little more well versed in comic books, a little more well versed in video games, and just the world of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Like you, oh, that's not how it happened in the books. Well, duh, it's not. I I have always taken things with a little bit of a grain of salt. Just think of it it as its own universe. It's the movie universe. You know what I mean? And they've already established in the comics that the MCU is its own separate part of the multiverse. Totally. You know, with Doctor Strange, they introduced the multiverse, which would be a great way to bring in um, bring in other characters. And also with uh, Avengers 4, um, it's it's been uh, announced that one element of this story will be time travel. Yeah. um, Because there have been set photos released least of, um, I was talking to Sterling about it, of uh, Ant-Man filmed on the set of the Battle of New York from the original Avengers movie. So we're having certain characters that are bouncing in and out of time uh, in Avengers 4, and that would be a great way, because again, next year, that's when the merger between Disney and Fox will hit. Imagine if they threw in a little post-credit scene of you know Tony talking about um, you know hey I just uh, you know the the sale of the uh, original Avengers bu- building is is done. It's the Baxter Foundation. Yeah, yeah, they yeah that'd be know, great. Little, that'd be great. Little things like that. Uh, um, or or uh, I don't know if you saw the not not all of the theater showed it, but there was a uh, Spider-Man multiverse animated film. Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer to that online, and I believe they showed it in front of a Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, when I went and saw it in my theater, it was one thing that they did show, mm-hmm. and like it might not be a part of it. I mean, it looks animated, so I think it's just a way to get Miles Morales out there a little bit more. Which I love that kid, man. I yeah. fucking love that shit. Uh, and it would be a good way. Like maybe you don't bring Peter back. Maybe you introduce Miles Morales. I don't see it as it happening. No, but I, I would say it could be a great place to do it. If I was going to give any sort of critique or anything. Well, I mean that's the thing with this movie. I mean a lot of the characters like Black Panther faded away. Yeah, um, Spider Man faded away. Yep. Yet those are two characters with movies that are already in the works. I mean they're already working on Spider Man Two uh, with Tom. Holland, so they're not killing. And, and yeah. especially, too, I mean, Marvel does not have technically have the rights to Spider-Man. They have the right to use him. So they're mm-hmm. not going to kill off uh, Peter Parker. And, you know, and also, too, casual fans have to realize that as comic book fans, some a character dying isn't death, necessary. Death is not permanent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not permanent. I mean, there are some that last a long time. Like Bucky was dead until he was until they found a use for him as the Winter Soldier. Totally. Um, Uncle Ben, of course, with the like you mentioned earlier, the Clone yep. Saga, and I mean, then he died again. Yep. Uh, one of my favorites was uh, the death of Peter Parker in mm-hmm. the Ultimate Universe, or in the uh, what was it, the Six One Six Universe? You had. The death of Doctor Octopus, which ended up turning into Superior Spider-Man. Yep, that shit was gold. I love that man, Dan Slott. I don't know if you ever see this, but if you ever listen to the show, <laughs> I love you, man. You are one of the best Spider-Man writers, and I loved your work. We'll make sure he's tagged when I announce this. On Twitter, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, I got to meet him once, and he is 
the fans fan, you can definitely tell he loved comic books growing up. He's a little salty on Twitter. I am okay I, with that because yeah. if you've seen some of the shit that he's received, he's received death threats, threats to his family, uh, threats to his work yeah. uh, and his coworkers. I I would be a little bit salty too. Yeah, and and that's understand. I'm not getting on his case. Don't yeah, get me wrong yeah, yeah. here, but um, there are just a lot of people. Maybe it's not even a lot of people, but there's a vocal group of people that are just the worst of the worst. And they don't even. I feel like they don't even read or see the material. No, um, because one of the first things I ever saw, uh, they announced Superior Spider-Man: The Death of Peter Parker, and I was like, you know what, Dan Slott? I don't like it, but I trust you. You know what I mean? And sometimes you kind of have to be vulnerable. And let's talk about this ego shit again. Even in a different realm of comic books or fandom, a little bit of ego takes the fun out of too much shit. Because you start getting too invested in a character and you don't let them grow. Yep. And, um, I mean, you saw it with a lot of these people dying in the movie. A lot of people were like... I don't like it. Brr, brr, brr. And, like, I'm a Sue Marvel. Like, I know they're joking, and I get it, but it's, come on, man. Get a little fucking anxious. Like, you have gasps in a movie theater. You're just like, holy shit. I almost started crying when Peter Parker died. You know what I mean? Like, he had probably one of the most moving death scenes in a superhero film I've seen in a long time. Yeah. He's just, like, a scared kid. And it's, like... And, Come on, and and that alone, I mean, that's going to make uh, Tony Stark kill anything that stands in his way in Avengers Four. Well, well, in or or will it yeah. make him uh, a little more fucking neutered? I, I mean, if you think about it, like his ego got in the way. I, I keep beating egos in this, uh, but like you know, he's having a fucking measuring contest with Thanos, and he got <laughs> the shit kicked out of him. Yep. And then on top of that, like he's like, hey. Uh, just make sure this guy doesn't die. And you're just like, I, dude, I'd rather be dead to deal with that shit. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And, um, I mean, you see it with so many different characters. Vision, uh, you see it with Thor. Uh, Thor, actually, I felt like Thor handled himself pretty well. You know, you have this, like, arrogant son of a god, and then, like, he's like, okay, I've been checked and knocked down a bunch. Yeah. Let me do what I can. But I would say the one uh, critique I would have, for, and this is just pure nitpicking at this point, is I think Thor did kind of take a step back from everything that he gained in Ragnarok. Gotcha. But I, I think that also had to do with the story. They, you know, they really had to be very efficient with what they did with yeah. the characters here. So, again, that is nothing but a nitpick. I wish they could have devoted more time to him, but... Are you kidding? They, I loved his no, that's scene. What I'm saying. Oh, I, love, I, I love what they did with him. I just wanted more. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, when he showed up to Wakanda and just fucking hammered the shit out of everything and just lightning, it was awesome. And, and what was great is they built it up to a happy, great ending, built it up, built it up, and then Stormbreaker gets in <laughs> Thanos' chest, and you should have went for the head. Oh, man. That just kicked me Holy in the gut. Because crap. The, the, what they did beautifully was utilize silence. Just It everything. was dead silent in my theater. Yeah. When I saw it, oh, my God. Everybody was like, what happened? 
yeah, just everybody, just everybody floating away, and and even the end credits. Usually with Marvel movies now, they have like these animated, like with Spider Man. They're they funny. Have, they're funny. They have little animated. The, the Captain America one was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, the culmination of waiting and. Well, not right. even no, no. I'm talking about when they uh, they go. They start the credits. You know, the oh, Marvel production. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the little animated bits, and then they gotcha. start going into the post credit scene. Yeah. But not here. They went they, right into it. Yeah, they just they did the credits. Avengers Infinity. War and then that faded off into dust mm-hmm. and then you're just sitting there for the five minutes or so for the credits to go through to yeah. get to the post credit scene like what the hell did I just watch? Well and that was the other thing too I liked Thanos as a villain because I I aligned with him in a sense. It's like yeah man look at all these people. There's like no food people are kind of killing each other for resources and then it's like bro all you gotta do is kill half the population and look, that kid's full. He doesn't have to worry about it. Like everything's dandy. Like, and you're just like, yep. whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> that that escalated a little too quickly. The yeah, the best villains are ones who, in their heads, are the heroes of the story. Absolutely. And I, that's that's because Thanos won. That's that's the big spoiler in this. Thanos won. Thanos wanted to do his job and then go to a farm and live up his life in peace. <laughs> he won. He the, the last shot you see of Thanos is at a farm where he's looking at the sunset. He has his armor off to the side too, so that'll be great. If I mean, they he's have checked a, out. He's like, I'm happy. It'll be great if they have a nod to the Thanos Scarecrow in Avengers 4. That would be nice to see. Um, My favorite, though, was... I I know this is, like, such a little, little thing, but, you know, he's he's describing uh, Titan. Oh, it was beautiful. It was great and stuff. (laughs) And, And all you see is Mantis... Just jumping on Titan. You know, she's like doing like jumping jacks. And yeah. I loved it because, like, one, it's really funny and playful. And then, two, that's the fucking gravity of Titan. Like, I, I loved that they were like, what's the gravity on Titan like? Oh, yeah, it's actually like a little bit less than Earth. Oh, okay, cool. We're going to have her do like crazy jumping jacks. But that was great for her character, too. I mean, it should, because Mantis does have that kind of a playful, ch- almost childlike mm-hmm. outlook on life. Yeah. So, you know, seeing her bouncing around like a five-year-old on a... On a um, trampoline. Trampoline. Yeah. 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 Um, I guess I celebrated too much for the 420 episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just seeing oh, her bounce man. around was uh, fun. Now, the next movie coming out for Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp. I hear, my understanding is that most of the movie is going to be essentially set before Infinity War. I would assume so. What I speculate will happen will be the post credit scene, Scott's with his daughter having a good time, and then his daughter fades away. Oh, that, man. Yeah, just, it, it has to, because they have to address Infinity War somehow. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I do like the fact that they're coming out with Ant-Man because Ant-Man is kind of a great breeder, like in wrestling. You know, you can't yeah, have yeah, every yeah, match yeah. be a five-star match. You need to kind of bring the audience down before you can bring them back up again. Yep. And, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp being kind of a more comedic heist movie type of deal will be a great way to do that. But, again, they can't di- totally dismiss Infinity. Yeah. Well, uh, I really liked the um, the head nod to both Hawkeye and Ant-Man. And they were like, hey, where, uh, where's Scott? And, uh, you know, oh, oh, yeah, they both took a deal. Like, oh, that reminds me. Um, Set photos again for Avengers Four. Um, the outfit that Hawkeye's going to wear more resembles Ronan. Really? 
So I, I can imagine it'll it'll be similar to what I just proposed they do with Scott Lang. Maybe his family disappeared. Yeah. And um, Clint Barton decides, fuck it, I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> well, and that was, you know who was one of my favorite versions of Hawkeye was Ultimate Universe Hawkeye? He looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, they had like an Ultimate uh, uh, Universe uh, Punisher. They gave him like a full suit. And they had uh, Ultimate Hawkeye, and they only gave him these like visor goggles, and yeah, then with he, the black and purple. Yeah, outfit. and he yeah. had the 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 bandana face like mask. He looked awesome. He had a little bit of blonde coming up at the top, <laughs> and he just looked like if he looked at you, you would die. And he was going for kills. He just it it would really really be one of my favorite like costume choices if they end up doing that. Yeah. Um, he. Is really really cool. Yeah. So uh, ultimately, I think Avengers Four is going to be where our main core heroes, because as Sterling mentioned at the beginning, the the people that are left over, apart from like Rocket Raccoon, General Koyo. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly because mm-hmm. she kicked ass in Black Panther in this Dude, movie. Fucking a. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be our core team that we've grown to love over these past ten years, having one more final battle. Oh yeah. So we got to ask. Like I said before, I think the characters themselves will pop in and out, but the actors playing them will probably go away. So who dies? Who am I predicting to die? Yeah. Uh, Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers, I feel like, is going to be one of the people who has to die. Um, With Iron Man, Iron Man's a little bit easier because you're like, oh, I got a suit. Green screen. That's it. Um, Steve Rogers, I don't know, like... Really great team, really great setup, but I don't know if he has the the wherewithal to be around, or if he might go in the way of like Bucky Barnes, Captain America, or Falcon, Captain America. Um, you know, kind of have a little bit of a mix up there. Um, the other thing too is if he goes nomad, I would love for him to go nomad. That would be great. It would. I don't know if that will fit into how things are setting up now, mm. but um, I do think. I mean, it's already it's already been on official that you know Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are coming. You know, Avengers Four will be the last movie on their contracts. Yep. Now, Robert Downey Jr. has been at this point before, and they could easily sign them again. Yep. And like I said, you know, they could go the James Bond route because of the multiverse. They can just essentially recast them or pull them for a different universe or something, something like that. Yep. So I don't think that. The characters themselves are gone, but I think the you know Iron Man and Captain America, as we know them, will be gone. Um, Again, all speculation. Speculation at this point. Yeah, um, I you know I don't know about the rest. I you know I do know that they're planning a pre-production on the Black Widow movie, so I think Scarlett Johansson is going to be safe. Yeah. Um, well, and th- this is the other thing that you have to look at. Robert da- Robert Downey Jr. kickstarted this whole fucking thing. You have to, if you listen to him talk and stuff, they they had him talking to a lot of the other team, Mm -hmm. uh, recruiting other people for films. And not only that, like, the way stuff tied together, the end credit scenes, all of this stuff just worked out so well that even if he doesn't have a major role or... If he's just sitting in a green screen room where they have a, a fucking camera on his head and he's just talking to Jarvis, who knows? Yep. Uh, I I couldn't see him walking away unless it was really for something major. 
And, I mean, he, I feel like he's kind of going to be Tony Stark for the rest of his life. Yeah, uh, maybe he needs some time away. I got no problem with oh, that. Yeah, that but, I um, totally but yeah, it, I mean, because this is, is Tony Stark is his defining character. I mean, he's one hell of an actor. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, if you saw him in Chaplin uh, in the early '90s, yeah. he was nominated for an Oscar for that. He did some great stuff in the late '90s, Two Girls and a Guy. Don't know if you saw that, but yeah. it was a little uh, independent movie. And then, of course, he had his uh, run-ins with the law, but. Thankfully, he got his well, career and back up I running. was going to say, he's like the perfect person for Iron Man, because we all know, like, if you read the comic books, Tony Stark had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark had uh, a bunch of issues, like ego, again, back to ego. Um, it he's, He was the perfect candidate for Tony Stark. And it helped him not only get his life back together, but it also helped him, like, I mean, he does so much work for charity now, dressed up as Iron Man. Yep. And, uh, oh, man, one of the funniest videos is when they actually see uh, Robert Downey Jr., and they're like, yo, where's the suit? And the kid starts crying. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. I, I think that's, overall, th- my thoughts on 10 years of Marvel movies, that's the beauty. Yeah, the 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 fact that you know they've created such there's I mean the fan base for these movies the hardcore fans like us yeah you know we it's almost like a family type of deal to where you can go into a movie theater like when we went to wrestling there were complete strangers that we were started talking about the oh, match yeah. with now, oh yeah 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 the same thing I, with Marvel movies uh, I, I I told you I brought my Infinity Gauntlet to the movie and mm-hmm. like people were taking pictures with it they <laughs> wanted to see it. They like I I had to like explain that it's not like a posable. It, it was actually like a piggy bank that I got a long time ago, and I just puzzed it out the bottom, and yep. it just it fit my hand because <laughs> my hand's so goddamn enormous. But <laughs> I mean, seeing little kids running around with it, and then like me taking it to the movie, and I it, it was silly, but I loved that man. It made the day. Yeah, I mean, overall, my final thoughts on Infinity War is that. It is an escapist movie masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you do have to judge a movie like this differently than you would something like The Godfather. Totally. Um, you know, we got to make Noel happy here. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, you got. But the fact that they took so many brave, made so many brave choices. Obviously, they can make those choices because they know they can reverse them. But yeah. the fact that they did it and didn't just play it safe with the usual good guy wins at the end story. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I will give that up. And that's the other thing, too. You have to, like, take a look at this. They stumbled along the way. You saw the issue with the Incredible Hulk and Edward Norton. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they exceeded in areas where they probably weren't expecting to, like Guardians of the Galaxy or uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they exploded onto the scene with scenes, uh, I'm sorry, movies like uh, Black Panther, and they stuck to it. They stuck the landing. That's the other thing. This could have probably gone wrong so quickly. Yeah, Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I just like what you see that with the uh, the DC universe, man. One bad film, and they lose all their momentum. But. Marvel and a partnership with Disney and and now what Fox and whatever yep. they had such a good momentum, a great plan, and an excellent execution. 
And that's why you see something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe just blowing the DC Universe out of the fucking water. And, yeah, and that's sad, too, because the the template for the Marvel Universe, in theory, should be easy to follow. Yeah. Um, because it's producer-driven. The producer, Kevin Feige, has the overall plan for it, and then he gets the pieces together to make sure that each individual part yeah. of that plan, uh, you know, works. And, that the in, and also, most importantly, that the individual movies alone are self-contained entities yeah. that do contain some elements that if you do follow them over the multiple movies, you'll enjoy. Whereas with the DC universe, they wanted to make it a universe all at once. Now, I and you did, just can't do you that. You can't do that. I mean, I, I still think the D- DC thing can be salvaged. They got some great pieces. Wonder Woman, of course, being at the top. Yep. When Henry Cavill is allowed to actually play Superman, he's great. Yep. Um, ben Affleck on paper. Good Batman. Um, the material he was given, not so much. Mm. But um, if if I, I think you know the, there would be a good Ben Affleck Batman movie, but I think he's not. He's going to take the first X. Well, and, and this is the thing too. You have to look at something like Marvel. Marvel, they lined up their shot. They knew what they were going for, and they made adjustments along the way, and yep. they took it. Where you have things like. Um, when you have Batman, uh, you have Suicide Squad, and then you have Superman, and you're not even trying to give Flash a goddamn movie. Flash is one of the... He's one of my favorite DC superheroes. And they're, they're just not even fucking doing it. And you have, like, Aquaman. Aquaman looks like it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, I, the I, women I, of America will... I, I was going to say, I, do, you, do you like him as Aquaman? I like him as Aquaman. I will say this. I, you know, I did see Justice League. I thought Justice League was a pretty good film. Yep. Um, you know, the best description I heard from it was from Red Letter Media is that it essentially it felt like they took a script from the old Super Friends cartoon yeah. and made it into a movie. So exactly. If you, if you think of it with that mindset, it's great. But I feel like they have too much studio input rather than like director input and stuff like that? Well, like, they, they they went the opposite route because they started off with Zack Schneider being the overall vision and, yeah. and the other directors had to adjust to his directing style. You can't do that. Every yeah. director has their own way of doing things. Totally. You know, and that's the beauty of the Marvel films that you can have a Kenneth Branagh, you can have a John Favreau. Yeah. And, and that's another person who really is the unsung hero about this. John Favreau. Uh, Happy Hogan. Yeah, his job as a director, though. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely. The he, two Iron Man films, the Jungle Book. He knows how to make perfect escapist movies today. Totally. I mean, you have things like Cowboys versus Aliens, but still, I enjoyed that movie. I had fun, and John Favreau. Uh, I, I remember seeing him in Friends when he wanted to be like the <laughs> UFC champion and shit in yeah. Friends, but he. Did a really great job in Spider-Man as Happy Hogan, and um, he brings it as an actor. Mm-hmm. He has this like dickish asshole persona. Yep, I, I love him. He's in a lot of rom rom-coms too, where he like plays these like dickish assholeless characters, and it, it works. Yep. And then, like you said, he had a great vision for Iron Man too, and like the it just was great. Um, and that's the other thing too is you take again this overall arc. And you let people have their creative voice, their creative vision, and, like, you can change it. You can change it from one person to the other. The, uh, the original Ant-Man, like, it, it, it was not the Marvel formula. I, I remember one of the, uh, 
the highlights for that film, I forget, I can't really call it a heist movie, but it's a heist movie. Mm-hmm. And he's giving this description of, like, what's going down, the, the telephone game of all the people, and they're doing it in his voice. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love that, where he's like, yo, I'm looking for a dude that shrinks, you know? Like, <laughs> shit was awesome. Yeah. But... With that, Avengers Infinity War, if you haven't seen it, it is a must-see. Go see that movie. This is why movies are made. It is an event. You need to see it. If you're a fan of the show, go see it. Any more thoughts? I mean, again, check your ego. Be respectful of people in the audience. And don't leave when the credits start. There's going to be something afterwards. If you, I, I, yeah. Oh, mm. my God. I, I, I had, like, the gold star, like five-star service of my theater. My theater was really great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, again, saw it at, like, the mid-midnight showing. And uh, everybody was there to see the movie. Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody was really cool. Um, There was, there was, there was this little kid when Spider-Man died. I think he was, like, maybe six or seven. But he was like, Peter died? (laughs) Yeah, man, okay. But um, everybody was really cool. Everybody stayed the whole way. And, like, I get it. Like, you've probably never seen an Avengers movie. And, like, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to be that guy. I will say, hey, guess what? There's stuff after the credits. But, okay, man, you got a dog at home. You got a pee. I get it. Do your thing. Uh, still, though, uh, especially a movie that ends on such a down note. Ooh, that yeah. post-credit scene will immediately bring you back up. Yeah, yep, you know. Yep. But well, I mean, like, let's look at you. Like, you don't mind spoilers. You don't really care too much about hearing the what's the after-credit scene and things like that. Half the time, you look it up before you even go. Yep. So, I mean, like, if people know and then they've already seen it, or like. If they're like, okay, Captain Marvel, duh, and then it's just like, all right. But th- th- that's the thing, though. Those people would be morons because <laughs> the, the, the way they set it up, the one person that Nick Fury knew would be able to help them out in this situation. Yeah, have to be that, one hell of a that, powerful person. I was going to say, that kind of set it up pretty high because you have like someone like Nick Fury who always has a contingency plan. And he's like, yo, let's uh, let's get this person in here. And you're just like, fuck, okay. Yeah, she, she must be good. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, but I think we'll wrap things up. Cool. All right. So thank you all for listening. As always, subscribe to us on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store. We are on Spotify. Support us on Patreon. Uh, you can hear our entire back catalog of wonderful shows um, on friendstalkingnerdy.com. Also, we're going to be doing a new, new little... Uh, d- advertising hashtag dealing social media bitches yeah that's right um every wednesday now we're gonna have nerd wear wednesday nerd wear wed is gonna be the hashtag we want you all to join in take a picture of yourself with your nerdy outfit if you're wearing a nerdy shirt if you're wearing a nerdy hat if you got a nerdy pin if you're a mom and have a chewbacca mask not her um no. that shit was funny <laughs> One time, but, you know... I only watched it the one time. You (laughs) only need to watch it the one time. Yeah, but anyway, take that picture, post it up on Facebook or Twitter with that hashtag, and every week we're going to pick one person to go in the Nerdwear Wednesday Hall of Fame on friendstalkingnerdy.com. Boom. So... I think I'm going to win. 
I have my Infinity Gauntlet. There you go. That'll be like week one. <laughs> and of course, this coming Wednesday, the start of the Friends Talking Nerdy Greatest Movie Ever Championship Tournament. Da, da, da. Yeah, da, we're going to see da, who da, the da. inaugural champion will be. I wonder who. Uh, <laughs> all right, no spoilers. Um, <laughs> all right, we'll see you all later. Ah, have a great day. Right, you're not thinking clearly. All right, you've got to agree to this surgery. Because right now you're as useless as Black Widow is to the Avengers. So, what's your superpower? Kicking. Oh, right, because none of us can kick. Hey, which one of you guys can kick? Hulk, stop being nice. Sorry. <laughs>